1: What's up Chiefs Kingdom, today's factoid for you before the Chiefs take on the Tennessee Titans on Sunday night. Both of these teams come in dominating on third down on their respective side of the balls. The Chiefs offense coming into this game ranked number one in the NFL converting 51.9% of third downs. While you look at the Tennessee Titans defense, they rank number one in the NFL as well on defense and not allowing third down conversions at just 25.6%. We talk a lot about stats, talk a lot about taking care of the football, converting on third down, converting inside the red zone, all those key stats. Well, you're looking for one stat to keep it, keep track of on Sunday night, keep track of third downs while the Chiefs offense is on the field, that is going to be a big one. Thanks for watching. This is KCSN Update, your daily Chiefs podcast and video from us here at KC Sports Network. I'm BJ Kissel, founder of KC Sports Network and former Chiefs insider and reporter. It's Friday, and that means we are going to be joined by Pro Football Focus's Trevor Sykema for his three key matchups. He'll give us some stats from over there at PFF that you can't find Anywhere else, I always enjoy talking with Trevor, but before we bring on Trevor to get his key stats and key matchups going into this game, let's get a quick word from our friends over at DraftKings. You can make every play feel as exciting as a Patrick Mahomes deep ball with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and their unbeatable offers. Right now, new customers can bet any $5 NFL bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. And check this out in addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up, same game parlays. Chiefs are 12 and a half point favorites. On Sunday night, that line started at 11, has moved up to 12 and a half with an over under of 46. And to make things even sweeter with DraftKings, you can step up on these same game parlays once per game day, all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KCSN to get $200 in free bets. If your team wins, just place a $5 bet on any football game. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook using code KCSN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, welcome back, and now we are going to join, be joined by Pro Football Focus Trevor at Sikama, as we are every Friday. Trevor, how are we doing, man?
2: I'm doing great, BJ. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. I'm excited. It's been too long for Chiefs football. I'm starting to get a little twitchy, get a little antsy <laughs> after the bye week, uh, and we have to wait even longer, watching through all the other football games on Sunday before this matchup on Sunday night. Yeah. Um, And I want to get into these matchups with you. I love talking football with you just because you've got the stats. You always bring a little something different to this and educate us in some way. And so as you were looking through and kind of studying this matchup on Sunday night between the Chiefs and Titans, two teams, uh, built in completely different ways when you look yes. at them offensively yes. uh, not that that's not been the case for the last few years uh, but one thing that we know that has been the case for the last few years and we're talking about this titans team is that they are really built obviously with derrick henry on the offensive side but defensively mm-hmm. it starts with the guy at 98 up front i mean he really sets the tone for what they do defensively
2: no truly and like that that's that has to be my first X factor or key matchup that we have in the game is how the Tennessee Titans are going to use, not just, uh, not just, uh, Jeffrey Simmons, but also guys like, um, Terry Tart, Danico Autry, you know, guys are playing well along that defensive line. And the, the main, I guess, matchup point that I actually have to talk about is the creativity, creativity of Mm -hmm. where you're going to line these guys up. Now, thankfully the chiefs are no, Stranger to this, right? They have Chris Jones on their defense. So the offensive line gets to go up against Chris Jones, aligning in a lot of different spots in practice as they kind of try to figure out the best ways to find the weak links in different offensive lines every single week, they get to kind of have that uh, advantage where you're going up against a guy who when you talk about the best defensive interior defensive lineman in football, you know, it's Aaron Donald, it's Chris Jones, it's Jeffrey Simmons. And so it's not like this is going to totally catch them by surprise, I think. So they'll be ready for it. But specifically how the Tennessee Titans are going to use um, ET stunts, which is end tackle mm-hmm. stunts. So people normally hear like TE where the tackle's the one who's crashing. The end is the one who's coming around, the guy with more speed. He's the looper behind. But I'm actually curious to see how many stunts and games we get where it's the defensive end that's crashing inside to take up multiple blockers. And then it's Jeffrey Simmons as the looper on the outside because that mm-hmm. then gets him one-on-one matchups against the Chiefs offensive tackles, which we've talked about here on the show before as being the weak link. If you go head up Jeffrey Simmons against this Chiefs interior offensive line, The interior offensive line is good enough. Like, they've got help around Mm -hmm. him. All three pieces seem to be really strong. And so it's not like Simmons isn't going to get his. He's still going to eat even in those normal situations. But how many times a game can you find success getting Simmons up against the lesser offensive linemen, I guess I'll say, for the Chiefs? That's something that I'm really looking forward to is how much creativity are they going to be able to go with? How can they align Jeffrey Simmons in different ways to get him the best one-on-one matchups? And then it's not just him as well. I named a couple of other guys on the defensive line who can have a lot of success when you start getting very creative, when you start executing those stunts and twists and games, whatever you want to call them, um, Mm -hmm. very well. So the Titans are a team that presents a, I guess, a unique defensive front, at least in theory of what they might be able to do. And I'm very curious to see how creative they're going to get. Because if you just straight up rush, even with a guy like Jeffrey Simmons, if you just straight up rush against the Chiefs offensive line, I don't think you'll rattle Mahomes the way you need to. But if you really start messing with their head, if you start getting into some blown assignments, not good enough communication, letting a free rusher come one way or the other, that's when you really start to get the pressure that's so great that even like a guy like Mahomes might not be able to overcome it. So those are the handful of plays that I think can make the difference in the game in that portion.
1: It's interesting you bring that up because I had a really good conversation yesterday on KCSN Update with Teron Davenport, uh, who we all know has been in these circles since we've been covering the NFL. Does a phenomenal job, um, really understands the game, breaks down films some things you don't necessarily see from beat writers at that level, um, but does a fantastic job. And one of the things that he said uh, or stories he gave about Jeffrey Simmons was. Uh, his performance against the Commanders earlier in this season, where there was a play that he was detailing that Jeffrey Simmons chased down Terry McLaurin from like 25 yards down the field, and then on the very next play got a sack by chasing Carson Wentz out of bounds, not letting him turn the corner, and then stayed on the field for the next play. He couldn't remember what happened on the third down play or the next one. Um, I guess it would be the, the second half play, but. He couldn't remember what happened, but the fact that a player of that size and plays that defensive tackle position can run a receiver down and chase down and has the, the energy to do that, stay on the field, chase the quarterback out, and then not tap his helmet, not come out and get subbed out, means you're right. talking with a, a different kind of athlete. So when you're talking about those ET stunts and all of a sudden bringing a, a defensive tackle around, some fans might be like, well, we wouldn't see that. How you know athletic does the guy have to be? Well, Chris Jones plays on the edge, and you and I have talked about Chris playing out on the edge. Um, before and actually talked with former Chiefs defensive end Alex Okafor uh, who's played with Chris and knows uh, obviously knows him as a player knows him as a person and he gave some really interesting insight earlier this week so if you're catching this episode on YouTube or on our audio podcast scroll back a couple of days and find that conversation with Alex Okafor because that was really good and then obviously the one with Teron Davenport yesterday but um, that's a really good point I think in this matchup, there's no scenario in which the Titans can win in which Jeffrey Simmons does not have a dominant performance because he right. is the one that can really affect Patrick Mahomes and do something to slow down this Chiefs offense. Because if it's not him, I don't know if there's enough dudes around there. Because we've seen it before with some elite defenses that Chiefs seem to rise to the occasion in those games. And I'm not making the mistake. And I, I hate to bring up your your Bucks defense uh, again since we're far removed from it, but. Going up against the Bucs, going up against the Niners, I had made the point like, hey, don't expect this to be a get-right game for the Chiefs' offense. You know, These are really good defenses, going to be grinded out. It's kind of how I feel about this one, but I'm too nervous to say that because I've said that twice already, and they've come out and played really well.
2: Yeah, no, and, and I think as we'll get into our other points here, um, I, I'm going to mention stars. So it's not like these these lower-level X factors, and I think the reason why I'm going to mention stars on both sides of the ball is because when you look at the Titans – they're a very well-coached team. We all know that. But I think this year, more than other years we've seen in the past, especially over the last few years that they've been really good, is they are relying on their stars more than they have in the past. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Derrick Henry, I we all know that obviously we, we could say, oh, the Titans, they're going to run through Derrick Henry. All right, well, that's true, but before – they also had a good tight end offense. They also had AJ mm-hmm. Brown. They also had Julio Jones when he was healthy. They also, they've also had like a couple of different receivers that have really helped them out that have been able to spread the ball out. So even though their identity was Derrick Henry, they still had other things to go to. Yeah. That's not really the case this year, which is something that we'll get to in a second. And then on the defensive side of the ball, they still have good players. And I think that they have a recipe to obviously play good defense well together. And I think the defensive line's playing well, but it does feel like more of Simmons. <laughs> And then the rest of the defense this year, as opposed to other years where it's been just a whole cohesive unit that has really, really been playing well. So I just feel as though you, you talking about, Hey, there's not really a blueprint for the Titans to win this game unless Jeffrey Simmons is dominant. I agree. The Titans are kind of at this Mm -hmm. point where they've been relying on their stars a lot this season. And if you don't get that star performance from your best players against the chiefs, given how the rest of the team has performed, you're not going to beat them. So that goes into it too.
1: And we'll see what, what Andy Reid has in store for Jeffrey Simmons because we're sitting here talking about it. He obviously knows it. And we saw what he did, and it was broken down after the, the 49ers game of what they did with Nick Bosa. Right, exactly. um, Running away from exactly. him doing all kinds of things. that Nobody's better at this than Andy Reid. Uh, let's get into your second key matchup. Um, I, was, I was just, just going to okay. say,
2: not only, not only like running away from Nick Bosa, but also at times like leaving him unblocked. Right, like putting him in <laughs> mental situations where he's not used to it, where it's like, oh, the whole rest of the line's getting this guy. They're leaving Nick Bosa unblocked. He's never unblocked, so he starts screaming towards the quarterback because he never gets that opportunity. And then low pop pass, low shovel pass, and then and then Nick Bosa's in there going, "Oh no, that was on purpose." Like they did that on purpose <laughs> to get me out of a certain spot. I wonder how many times they can do that against an interior guy like Simmons. You know, you'll leave him unblocked. You'll run a trap block. You know, whatever it is. So. I'm with you. I think that that's it, an intriguing part to watch.
1: Let's move on to your, your second key matchup. And I feel like it's going to be one anytime we talk about the Chiefs and especially the Chiefs offense, uh, this name always comes up. But um, it's interesting matchup because when and this is not – any kind of breaking down the Titans defense, just some of the names that I'd recognize from doing draft, um, you know, paying attention to the NFL draft players. I like seems like they do have some speed on that side of the ball, but that wouldn't necessarily trans. I'm talking guys like Zach Cunningham, David Long at the second level, Christian Fulton obviously had been able to run a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But sometimes that speed doesn't necessarily being able to transfer, especially when you're talking about the intermediate part of the field, which is where the guy that we're about to talk about absolutely dominates and is the greatest to
2: ever do it. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, if you, if you do say so yourself. No, the Tennessee, it's the Tennessee Titans defense versus Travis Kelsey. And again, this is kind of one where you go, oh, Doug, Travis Kelsey playing well. Big catalyst towards what the Chiefs are always able to do on offense. But it's specific this time because when you look at how the Titans defended tight ends specifically last year, their grade in coverage versus tight ends was an elite 90.0 grade. That was first in the NFL defending tight ends. EPA per play allowed in the passing game when targeting tight ends. They also allowed the second lowest in the NFL, the second lowest EPA per play going to tight ends yards, the fourth lowest at 586 last year. So they cover the tight ends very, very well last year. This year, it's not the same this year. Their coverage grade versus tight ends is 58.3. And just to remind you, I just said 90.0 last year. (laughs) This year, it's a 58.3, which is much worse. It's in the bottom half of the NFL, 17th right now. EPA per pass allowed two tight ends. Um, Instead of being second best last year, it's 24th now this year. So a big drop off there, and then yards to tight ends, they're 18th as opposed to being fourth best that we saw all of last year. Last year, they had guys like Elijah Molden, Janoris Jenkins, Mm -hmm. Kevin Byard, covering tight ends specifically either in man coverage roles or just in zones they're – close to the tight end where it becomes their responsibility. Only guy that's there that's been able to contribute this year in that regard is Kevin Byard, but they haven't had Byard watching those tight ends in a similar way. Last year, those three guys that I just named, they had above 85 coverage grades when specifically going after tight ends. Elijah Molden has been hurt this year. He's got a groin injury. Um, he's just kind of getting to the point where he can come back from that. Janoris Jenkins isn't on the team anymore. And Kevin Byard kind of in a different role. I think if they're going to have a player really match up with, Travis Kelsey, it'd probably be Imani Hooker, which he has defended tight ends the best of anybody on that uh, that Titans defense so far this year, but still, it's just not nearly as effective as it has been in years past, specifically last year. So that all of a sudden, when you can't cover tight ends well, Travis Kelsey becomes (laughs) that major X factor because if, if you just don't have the horses to run with him, then he's going to carve you up. And anytime that's the case, that's when the chiefs offense really starts to get going. When they know that they have that security blanket that, Hey, when the going gets tough, we can lean on Travis Kelsey. That's when all of the other really creative things get to come into play because they've got in their back in their back pocket or in the back of their head that they can consistently go to him when they need to, to continue to keep the drive going to convert on third downs, whatever it is. And so um, that's just going to be a major, a major point of emphasis for the Titans do they have those guys like they did last year to be able to defend the tight end in a better way than they have so far this season? Cause at this point the answer has been no, but you know, everybody gets up for the chiefs. Everybody tends to play their best game against the chiefs because (laughs) it is the chiefs. Uh, So we will see whether they kind of deploy something a little bit different or whether they rely on maybe a guy like Monty hooker to really do it for them.
1: Trevor, I'm going to, tell you right now it makes me so happy when you say things like you're gonna get their best shot because the chiefs are the chiefs as a diehard lifelong chiefs fan i do not take those kinds of comments for granted because i covered this team 10 12 15 years ago and i i don't i just didn't want to let that slide by and not just shout out anybody who's listening probably feels pretty good hearing that you know what we are that you know he is him like we are that team uh (laughs) we are that team right now so I uh, just want to shout that out. And I want to put you on the spot a little bit looking for mm-hmm. a stat because we've talked about it a lot, the man coverage, the zone coverage. Um, I'm just, where do the Titans fall within that rank? Because looking back a few weeks ago, and the one that sticks out to me was the Buffalo Bills because they were the most dominant defense, number one defense in the NFL playing. I think at that time it was like 75% zone coverage is what they were so good at. And yet when they went up against the Chiefs, it was like 53% zone. They played a lot more man, um, which has been the storyline. They talked about it on the national broadcast when you're watching the game, about how much more man defense uh, the Chiefs are seeing. I'm just curious, as we head into this game on Sunday night, where do the Titans fall within that? Because you know a Mike Vrabel team, Chiefs fans are familiar with Mike Vrabel. Everybody around here said such nice things about what he is as a coach and just as a football mind so i'm curious for as good as their defense is and all those things that we've just been talking about where do they fall on that spectrum of zone versus man
2: i play well they play a lot of i'm looking at it now they play a lot of single high for sure most coverage that they've played has been we've got it recorded they've played cover three the most uh 27 (laughs) percent and then next most is cover 1. So it's both single high alignments. I'm sure Kevin yeah. Byard has a lot to do with that. So 27 and 17% and then you get into then you get into cover 2, then you get into quarters that a lot of other teams are kind of having to do and, and all that. And then you get into a chunk of red zone and and, and different kinds of looks there. They've only played zero actually uh, eight snaps this year. Good for you. Good for you Titans keeping a safety back there. <laughs> but mo- Just, most of the Yeah. What'd you say? What?
1: No, go ahead. I'm going to change the subject wow. real quick. Cause I'm very curious on what, how many times the chiefs have played cover zero. Where, Where okay. is Steve Spagnuolo I on actually, cover zero? Cause he's going to be up there. Up in
2: a second, But it's just, I'd a be lot surprised of,
1: he wasn't up there a little bit.
2: A lot of single high stuff, a lot of single high stuff no. that the Titans have been playing this year. They seem to be very comfortable with it. And when you play single high, that means that that seam pass is open often. That's, you know, right in between where the corner zone yep. is and where the safety zone is. You can almost find that seam up the middle. It's kind of the term that everybody uses. And so, that is a area where tight ends often target. And it makes sense that Titans have not been as strong guarding tight ends in that regard. If you're playing a lot of single high that cover three and cover one are the coverage deployments that you play the most, that puts you susceptible to tight ends really carving you up. So a little bit of give and take as defense always is, but clearly they've been okay deploying what they have. They think it's their strength. They're okay. They're all right with giving up um, some easier looks to tight ends, but are you okay with giving up easier looks to travis kelsey because that's a completely different beast so um let me look here real quick how many how many cover zero snaps have the chiefs played
1: you know what while you're looking that up we're gonna take a quick break right now to pay some bills at kc sports network and we'll be back with trevor's final point right after this
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: All right, we're back with Trevor. He has found this stat talking cover zero with the Chiefs defense. What do you find out?
2: I, it says eight. It says, just, it says eight coverage snaps. So uh, his wow. bags didn't go too crazy. Um, Those are
1: all in the red zone then. <laughs> 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 I get, everyone I of my I remember actually is in the red zone. So I guess well, it's not in the shot zone. area, which would make sense. So,
2: so red zone is a different category. We have okay. re- we have we have red zone defense um, as a different category because things are so different. There's there's not that top to take off with the defense. You know you, you're obviously it's only thirty yards to work with, and and a lot of times with teams in the red zone, it's less than that, right? Because you can only right. go as far as the end line does behind the behind the end zone. So and for anyone listening,
1: he's adding the end zone. Anybody who's listening, he's adding the ten yards on the end zone.
2: Yeah, right, right. Sorry if I didn't make <laughs> Just it. Just wanted to yeah. clear that. I know what you were yeah. saying. Yeah, uh, 20 to 0 in the next 10 with. yards is what we got yeah. there. Doing math quick in my head. But he's played, as as far as we have logged here, eight cover zero snaps between the 20s is what we have for a first okay.
1: Well, next week we'll see what they do this week against uh, Ryan Tannehill. And that leads us into our next point. And I had asked this to, to Tehran when I had, when I spoke with him, just from a very basic, casual fan level. Is it really as easy? And he gave a great a great point. You should go back and listen to that episode. But it was my point was: is it really as simple as facing the Titans of bring your safeties down, cheat down, sell out against Derrick Henry, and make Ryan Tannehill beat you? That seems to be the the casual fan's explanation of how to go up against this. And Teron's point was you bring down the safety, it makes it easier for those big runs. You look at guys, he was bringing, this was Teron's point, look at some of Derrick Henry's biggest runs or Adrian Peterson, those big guys who can move. You bring those safeties down, once they get past that second level, they're gone. Now he said Derrick Henry's been chased down from behind a little bit more this year. He hasn't really had that breakaway type speed that he has in the past. But my point to you is what should be the Chiefs key i mean obviously it's derrick henry but is it really that simple uh by challenging this group of you know offensive playmakers outside of derrick henry
2: unfortunately it is this year right it kind of goes back to what i was saying a little bit earlier where tennessee seems to be leaning on those stars more than they have in years past because they don't have as good of a supporting cast around them derrick henry is always going to be the identity of the titans but in the games where especially this past game uh that they that they played the chiefs last year the big X factor was A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown was coming into right. his own. He was becoming the best version of himself. We're seeing him now. He's truly at an elite level. He's one of the best wide receivers in the game, and he was last year as well. Last year's game, he had an elite 92 receiving grade against the Chiefs, just specifically in that game with eight catches, 133 yards, and a touchdown. But I think more importantly than that even, we track wide receiver usage, and we have a we have a statistic called threat, which is basically what is the percentage of receiving routes that you ran versus how many times you were targeted. How much are you the Mm -hmm. emphasis in your offense last year, last year against the chiefs in that game against the chiefs, AJ Brown got 36%, which is huge. Normally we see like, normally if you get, if if you're a star receiver, you're probably getting anywhere from, I don't know, 22 to 28%. AJ Brown got 36 in one game. So they went to him a ton Mm -hmm. this year of the main wide receivers they have that play a lot of snaps, they don't have a single guy that's over 20. You know, the highest they have, I think, is Robert Woods, who's at 19. And when you look at you, you say like, Hey, you got to have balance one way or the other. Even if you are a, a monster of a passing team, you still got to be able to run the ball to control the clock to control drives. You've got to be able to move the ball, pick up on short yardage situations. And the same can be said on the other side. If you are a team that loves to pound the rock, like the Titans are, you have to have guys in the, in the passing game, who when you really are wearing down a defense mentally, you can hit a shot behind them, or you can, you can catch them off guard and you can really hit a chunk play there. This year, The Titans have the least amount of explosive passing plays in the NFL. They don't have that weapon. Losing A.J. Brown has been absolutely massive for them, and it's basically been either Derrick Henry saves us or we're screwed. That's it. So I think in years past, people really liked to say, oh, just stop Derrick Henry and you stop the Titans. And that has not exactly been true. This year, it kind of is. This year, it feels like it does. Ryan Tannehill's not playing as well as he was even before missing last week. He hasn't been playing as well as he has in the past. He's not as efficient, and the reason why is because they they just don't have the playmakers in the passing game. They don't have the tight end weapons they had over the years. Uh, They don't have the receiver weapons they did over the years, specifically A.J. Brown. And because of that, it does get a little bit simpler of a formula to making this offense not just one-dimensional, but stagnant that's ultimately the reason why I don't think the Titans can compete with the Chiefs is because this year it does look different than years past they don't have that ability to stay more balanced and instead it's I you know if, if Henry doesn't get like 130 140 on the ground for us how are we gonna have how are we gonna keep pace with a lot of these better offenses so specifically missing AJ Brown and specifically not having those explosive plays in the past game with their current wide receiver group uh, is killing them and it's making them, it is making them more of the narrative that people thought they were over the last mm-hmm. two years. Hmm. That that kind of Titans team is actually what they are this year. So that's kind hmm. of the way they look
1: at it. So we just kept. I just kept making those points until I was correct. Is what you're saying? I just right. keep you, just, keep, re- now, just hey, keep saying those until never wrong, never until wrong it's true. Just early
2: never wrong <laughs> just early that's that's what dra- that's what draft evaluation is all about right if i like the guy in the draft and it took him three years to get it going i was never wrong i was just was just a little bit hurt. that's how
1: i'm with gino it's like listen i i like gino all along he was my guy check the receipt i've got receipts i've got receipts so just go all the way back and i tweeted yeah. one
2: nice thing about him five years ago i told you i was first i had it i always know you
1: what you do is get smart and you, you tweet negative and then you wait like six months nobody forgets and then tweet a bunch of positive you keep oh, all yeah, the receipts yeah, yeah, yeah. so you got a little bit of everything right, i know there's right. people out there uh that yeah, do, do that they're probably very organized about all of it all right trevor before we let you go do you have a, a prediction a key matchup uh let us know you know what are you thinking about this game on sunday night what do you expect to happen
2: i mean the, the chiefs really should win uh I, I i hate saying it in as um confident of of words as i have right there because the nfl is tough every single week i mean we see it all the time anybody can lose to anybody anybody can win against anybody but the chiefs really should have this game the titans like we just said they don't have to me the all-around talent they still have the guys you know when you watch the broadcast. Broadcast is still going to be able to say, look at Jeffrey Simmons, look at Kevin Byard, look at Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill's back. But the problem is that after you get past those four or five guys that they love to put on the graphic, what are the Titans? They're just not as strong as they have been in years past. And because of that, I think the Chiefs are a team that's obviously rolling. They're healthy. They're they're rested now. Um, Chiefs should win this game. I'm thinking... I'm thinking I'm thinking they I'm thinking they win by by a decent amount. I don't want disrespect. I don't want disrespect Mike variable here. Let's go 27 13 is what I'm going to go with for the okay. uh for for the Chiefs and the Titans. I don't want I, right. I, I can't I can't disrespect variable more than that. I can't
1: do it. That's You know what? You I like the word use the word disrespect. So I asked Toronto. The line's 12 and a half. And I asked Teron if he thought that was a disrespectful number. I go, Do you think that's a disrespectful number to a team like the Titans that's a solid football team with a good defense that can get pressure on a quarterback? And he was like, Listen, like we played Buffalo wasn't pretty. And he was like, You know what? The Chiefs are the chief, like you've got to be able to score with them. And we were just not built like that unless the chiefs offense just really struggles. And I think unless Jeffrey is where I made the point, unless Jeffrey Simmons is wreaking havoc up front, I just don't see a scenario in which they make the chiefs offense so uncomfortable that they don't put up um, at least 30 points. I mean, they're averaging 31.9. Yep. I know the Titans are good. But the Chiefs are at home. And for whatever reason, when they've played really solid defenses, they have absolutely been on fire offensively. So expecting to see that again, but I've been a little, little gun shy just because of, uh, of what I've done in the past saying, Hey, don't expect a lot from the Chiefs' offense in this one.
2: I uh, I almost said 33 for the Chiefs, but out of respect for what <laughs> Vrabel has done over the last three years, I'll say 27. So they still there don't cover. Go. They still <laughs> won't cover the 12 points. But I did, They didn't have them giving up 30.
1: There you go. Well, as long as Chiefs pick up a dub, that's all they're looking for coming off that bye week. But thank you, man, for joining us again. That's Trevor Sycamore from Pro Football Focus. You can find him every weekday on his podcast, It's Just Football with Mike Renner of Pro Football Focus as well. Good stuff from those guys all the time. And uh, we appreciate all the good stuff that you're following from us here at KC sports network. We know there's a lot of cool places to get chiefs content. We appreciate being one of those stops. We'll have plenty more content, getting you ready for Sunday night. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. If that's where you're watching, or if you're on your favorite audio platform, hit that follow, give us that five-star review. We'd appreciate it. Helps us reach more people and build this and be able to do more shows and more, more cool stuff, uh, both with content and the different things that we do within the community with our foundation. So we appreciate all your support chiefs kingdom. Uh, Can't wait for Sunday night. We'll have to to battle through together uh, watching all the rest of the NFL. But uh, yeah, we'll have you covered and we'll see you next time. This
0: is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer. He hears things differently to the untrained ear. Everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding